0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe.
1: Hi, my name's Hugh Stewart. I'm the CEO of Montage Gold Corp. We are a junior explorer and soon to be developer, I hope, uh, working in Cote d'Ivoire. We are working on the Kone Gold Project, which hosts uh, an indicated resource of 4.3 million ounces and an inferred resource of 300,000 ounces. We completed a PEA in May this year um, based on an inferred resource, um, which envisages a large-scale gold project producing in excess of 200,000 ounces over a period of 15 years. Uh, We've now infilled the resource to Indicated and are progressing the project through to full feasibility by the end of this year.
0: Hugh, good to have you back on. Where'd your, where'd your, your you. young partner Adam on and Gene He us an update? Then I think you know today wouldn't mind an update as to how you're getting on and moving towards that feasibility study. Uh, but first, I need to address the issue of your share price: sixty-two cents, sixty-five million market cap. <clears throat> Something's not quite right there.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's disappointing always when um, you're working your, your backside off uh, and the share price is sort of sitting in those levels. But I think my point of view, um, you know, the underlying fundamentals, it's a bit of a cliche, but no, are pretty good. We've got a large scale project around many large scale projects in, in West Africa and in Africa as a whole. Um, and I, I see this as an opportunity. Um, you know, we are undervalued. Um, we've, got, we've got plenty of cash. We don't need to raise any money anytime soon. So there's no fear of significant dilution at these levels. And I think we can make the project better. So I think this is probably, as I said, is a is a good opportunity for people to to have a look at the company.
0: There's been a lot of selling. It's not. It's not just precious metal market. It's not. I, I get that your chart's quite similar to a lot of gold companies at the moment, but it feels like you're under some pressure from somewhere. I think. Know?
1: Yeah, I think we are. I mean, I think we perhaps have a couple of com- couple of funds from the IPO back in October last year that are facing redemptions. I think that's happening across the board these days. Um, and then sort of selling into any good news we put out. So there is, there does feel like a bit of pressure there. Um, and obviously we're trying to work out um, how we can deal with that, perhaps take those out and, and take some blocks out so that we can allow the, the price to sort of float a bit more freely.
0: Okay, so your, your, your view is that'll wash itself out at some point and people should look, look at this as something to get into now.
1: Yeah, I think, we, I think it will. We've got a lot of, um, you know, most of the shells we've talked to over the last few months are pretty happy with the, the state of the company and where we're trying to go to, um, and I think it you know it will wash out. We are seeing, I think there's not a huge amount of volume in the market for companies in this sort of bracket anyway. Um, but I think ultimately, when it does wash out um, some of that interest we're seeing from other areas, we'll start uh, picking things up again.
0: Okay, and I guess in a very meaningful way, you've got cash in the bank at the moment. You can you can do what you need to do. So as long as you keep doing what you do, the market's then got to do what it does. Um, so let's focus on the bits you can control, which is what you've been up to. The PEA, just remind us of some of the the, the highlight numbers there, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, the PEA um, basically was uh, looked at um, about a three point four million ounce in pit resource, uh, producing uh, about an average of two hundred and five thousand ounces a year over the first over the fifteen year mine life. Closer to two fifty over the first nine years of the mine life. Uh, MPV 652, IRR just over 30%. So very strong fundamentals. Um, large scale project, 11 million ton process plant is a large, uh, low cost, um, relatively low grade o- operation. Um, the all body has a bunch of uh, characteristics that make it work at those grades. Um, so a large capex, but still those very, very significant uh, MPV and IRR, which we're going to, we hope to be able to Reproducing the feasibility study that will come out by the end of the year.
0: Okay, so that, so that was then. I think Adam gave us a good update then. What are you actually currently focusing your time, money, and efforts on in terms of moving towards that feasibility study? Um, you know, because there's some there's some obvious headlines that you, you you've put out there. But what what are you actually trying to achieve?
1: I think um, as you said, we're well funded. We've probably got about twelve or 30 million dollars in the bank at the moment. We expect to be able to complete the feasibility study by the end of the year and come out with probably seven or eight million tons uh, million tons million uh, dollars in the bank um so well funded um i think the key things in the last couple of months since that update you had with adam was that we had now converted that 4 million ounce inferred resource to a 4.3 million ounce indicated resource so um very strong conversion from inferred uh, to indicated as well as a bit of growth um, which is going to feed into that feasibility study uh the study is, is going along quite nicely. A lot of the metrics in terms of the metallurgy, the geotech, um, the mining costs, things like that. Uh, a lot of those inputs that we used in the PEA are being upheld. Um, things like the rock hardness is coming out. It's a very soft rock for, for this type of uh, ore body uh, with a bonded index of about 11. So that's been reinforced by the feasibility study test work. Um, and while that study is going on in the background, Obviously, we've delivered all everything from site that we need into that study, so the, the geologists are now getting out and starting to look uh, at the other part of the land package that we've got. We've just had a new license granted to the north, which more than doubles our, our footprint in that area, um, and looking for satellite feed, looking for higher-grade satellite deposits that we can actually improve those financial metrics of, of Kone. Uh, I think people, people often forget that... the a relatively small deposit at a higher grade um, can have a, actually have a significant impact on the economics of a large, low-cost operation. Uh, and things that you might not look twice at uh, if you're looking for a standalone deposit uh, actually become very meaningful when you when you actually got- uh, Okay, so, so
0: that's an important point to, to register. Obviously, because you know, 4.3 million ounces it feels like enough to be, you know, getting on with. So but you, you're searching for higher grade. Satellite projects to feed in and change the economics. That That's the goal. It's not more of the same in building up the answers that way.
1: No, it's, right. it's. I mean, the, the life of mine grade for Kone is 0.65. Um, over the first few years, we're processing closer to a gram. Uh, and obviously, if you can add, you know, 50, 100,000 ounces of two gram material into that operation, displace some of that lower grade further out, it changes those economics. Um, and, you know, it doesn't take a huge amount of of that type of material to, to make a significant difference to those economics. Um, for example, we're, we're drilling again on a small prospect called Puttia, about eight k's to the east of Kone. Um, the original drilling we did did on it um, was, you know, if we didn't have Kone, you wouldn't really look twice at it. It was would have been disappointed, you'd park it and not really do any more work on it. But in the context of Kone, 50,000 ounces, which it could be perhaps 100,000 ounces at a couple of grammes, is very significant. 50,000 ounces, probably you know, fed in oxide, higher recovery, uh, fed into something like Coning generates 50, $60 million in cash flow. Um, so the, uh, the, 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 um, the plan going forward is to expand that exploration and see if we can find more of these things. It's obviously a lot easier to find 50,000 ounces than it is to find a million ounces. Um, the more of those we can find, um, we can make a significant impact on on Kone as we, as we move it forward. So, so
0: just how important is, is that? Because 0.65, or even if it's near a gram for the first few, few years or so, it, it feels like just another one of those West African one gram per tonne projects, of which there are many. You've got the scale on your side, but how concerned are you about making it stand out by chasing this higher grade stuff? I mean, how much, how much money are you going to allocate to that?
1: I think two things there. We, we do have the scale. You know, it is a relatively low grade, but it does have things like a very low strip ratio, sub one, sub one to one strip ratio. What's the ASEC on this? Like, What's the
0: ASEC?
1: section? again, uh, about 975 life of mine, eight eight hundred 835 or 850, I think over the first three years of the mine life. So getting that payback under three years was important to us. Um, so whilst it is relatively low grade, it does have these other things, very low strip, very soft rock. Obviously, as you mentioned, economies of scale. This ore body is has a true width of, of 200 meters, so it is a little bit unusual in terms of the scale, the nature of these ore bodies that you see in West Africa. You don't generally see things that are that wide, but obviously that allows us to mine it at a very low unit cost. It allows us to process it at a very unit co- low unit cost. So all of those things taken together, um, I think we've got a very uh, I think uh, not an innovative power solution, but a power solution that you're going to see um, using LNG and solar, which you're going to see increasingly used throughout West Africa. I noticed Zone are using it in their new development up in Burkina Faso. I think you're going to start seeing that it's used at the moment a lot in Ghana. You're going to start seeing that move out into West Africa, which gives you a, again, a cost advantage. So all of those things combined um, make Kone work. Um, people say that grade is king, um, but there's an awful lot of other suitors trying to take the take the throne um, and you need to be able to take more than the grade box to be able to turn a discovery into a mine.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, we have that debate often. Great, great is king, but also um, economic contained metal also works for me too. Um, so, you mentioned ozone there, right? Obviously, no- neighborish, next doorish, um, where they've got this thing, they've got the financing place and they, they, I thought it was quite innovative and you know, they, went, they went local, they were able to go local, which I thought was fantastic yep. news. So do you think that, as you say, you know, you, ha- having companies able to get financed locally is inspirational for you and you think, well, maybe we could do the same thing here or are you going to have to reach out for, further afield, uh, like back to North America to get this thing financed?
1: I think it's going to be a combination of of, of a variety of things. I think, obviously, smaller companies, bigger capexes, zone. you know, it's a tough market. You've got to be, um, you've got to think laterally. I think having finance on a local scale is fantastic um, because it's feeding back things back into the local economy. It's increasing that local involvement, which for countries like Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, wherever, is an important factor of of developing a project. You know, increasing that local involvement, Whether it's in terms of local services or or local debt providers, in this case, can only be of benefit to everybody. I think.
0: Okay, let's let's assume you're working this this feasibility, You can get the numbers anywhere near the PEA, if they're there there or thereabouts. That's that's good. Would that be good enough to you to to actually say, right? We need to go start talking about putting some money together here. I know you've got a bit more work to do after that, but at this scale, this would be enough to get going. You're not looking to. Build this thing up again. Another conversation we have often is North Americans like to build, you know, large resources before they, you know, move things forward. We've had Aussies on here who like to get going early. Rocks gold, you know, for, well, again, nice story there. Higher grade, obviously, but they kind of got going quickly. What, what, what's your plan?
1: My plan is to, to move forward. Um, you know, we heard How? The how? T-
0: tell me, tell me the how, the, the when. You know, how quickly do you need to get into cash? For how important is that to you? I think, I mean, our, our
1: plan since the IPO was always to move this forward pretty aggressively. We, we kind of knew what KONE needed to be when we did the IPO. It's one of the catalysts for, for, for listing and, and going public. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have the feasibility study done at the end of this year, early January. We should have the environmental permit in place by the end of Q1 next year. I'd like to think when our target is to have the mining permit and this, you know, the, the other things in place by the end of Q2 this year. So on completion
0: of the Q2 study. Uh, yes. Sorry, okay, yeah. Uh, q
1: 222 22. So, um, so yeah. Come on completion of the feasibility study, that will give us something that we can actually start going out to people to talk about debt finance, weather, and uh, and move things forward from that. So, yeah, we'd like we're going to keep pushing this this forward. Um, clearly, if we can find uh, higher grade satellite feed. It just simply makes it better. It reduces that payback. It displaces some of the lower grade further out, and simply improves those economics. But I think we've got a pretty solid project at the moment that we can push forward.
0: What's the, what's the indicative uh, capex at the moment?
1: Uh, four ninety, including the contingents. So it's about four twenty-five, excluding contingency. Four ninety with contingency.
0: Right. So obviously, where you're at now, market cap sixty-five million. That's that's going to be a bit of a stretch. So you, you, your expectation is pressure comes off the shares, market recovers a little bit, it's gonna, you're going to have an easier conversation at, at that point. That's the hype, right?
1: I'd like to think so. And I think the important thing is, is at this stage of a company or a project's life, you need to get back to exploration. You need to be exploring. You need to be generating that interest. Now, running a feasibility study is, is, is pretty tedious. Um, it's all chundering along in the background. There's not a lot you can say to the market. Uh, so it's an important aspect of this uh this process is is that you're able to explore and, and that's that's our aim obviously we have some ground around Kone itself and uh, we have a new permit to the north which is easily within trucking distance we think we can truck probably within 60 kilometers of Kone so a huge amount of ground to be able to look at we have another couple of applications which if granted which we hope they will be in the near future will expand our land holding to about 1400 square kilometers um and really you know. Have this you know, that that exploration story has to go alongside the, the the work in terms of feasibility and permitting in the background to to sort of continue delivering that value, hopefully increase that share price, hopefully like you say the pressure comes off a little bit, and we can um, and obviously makes it easy to to raise the equity component of any financing to build the mine.
0: Okay, I, I was intrigued by this, bit, because like your track record speaks for itself, especially in West Africa. Okay, so no one's doubting that, and what you Put together and no quick orders is not not on under any doubt at all. But when it comes to financing, if you're walking into the bank, you know with with your market cap looking like this, with your share chart share chart looking like it is, I, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of leeway because the market's come off a bit. But at the same time, the, the, it's a big chunk of change with the capex. Are you going to have to bring in a strategic partner, or are you in any danger of actually, you know, someone coming in and taking you guys out?
1: Um, I think that's always you know. That latter point is always there. Um, I think there is a dearth of scale projects in, in Africa these days, um, especially, you know, things that are going to deliver plus 200,000 answers. Um, I think if we can, you know, again, that exploration side of things is an important component. Um, if you start developing that, it makes it better. Um, I think in terms of financing, yes, it's always an issue for a relatively small company. It does take time, and I think you have to be innovative in doing that. Um but I think you know, what does a, that
0: mean? What, what do you mean innovative? What, what do you think the levers are that you've got available to you? If you know say, say things stay flat if things stay flat or even they don't come back enough, you're gonna have to get creative. So what do you think the options available to you are?
1: I think you've got to look at you know, look at things like um, obviously local debt local involvement improves things you know whether you have to take on a joint venture partner, whether you have to you know divest divest a part of the project in order to to bring in some of the finance. Obviously, having you know, some of the backers we have with, with Montage, um, you know, we have you know, guys like Lucas Lundeen um, as significant shareholders, both in his own right and through the Orca shareholding. Uh, Ross Beatty's in there, and obviously Sandstorm are in there as well. So I think that probably gives us a little bit more leverage than a lot of companies in this position. Um, you know, that has helped, um, and it's certainly one of the reasons why you know, when we listed Montage, um, being able to sort of crystallize that that support into the shareholding of Montas was an important factor. So I think, yeah, it, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I think you've got to work hard at it. Um, but I think we do have a few advantages over, over other companies, um, given that, that backing. Um, but also, I think the project itself, you know, it is the scale of the project that means that it can handle a fair amount of debt. Uh, it could handle a stream. It could handle, you know, different mechanisms to raise that finance.
0: I mean, if you look at some of those shares, I mean, Lucas Lundeen. I, I don't know if he's ever put cold hard cash in, or, not, or was he just was this three shares from Orca? I mean, how did that work? How did those big names get get involved? Obviously, and
1: they, uh, they they invested in both the the private round in in August 2019 and in the IPO round as well. Um, and obviously, with with um, we you know, when we formed the Montage, um, spinning the assets out from Orca, we didn't just want to create your, you know, another average junior explorer. Um, so by merging it with with Avon Minerals that Adam was running at the time, um, that allowed us to bring another significant group of investors that are connected with Sandstorm um, into into the into the company, which I think gives us gives us a little bit more of that strength.
0: It does. But I forgot Adam's ex Sandstorm, wasn't he? Um, okay. Well like that's the challenge over I guess the next the next few you know, ensuing few months. But you're you're an explorer, you like that. I I hear the satellite. Um, you know, that 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 theory makes a lot of sense. Is it and it's easy easy to understand. Do you think you're gonna have to come to a point in Christmas you go, right, okay, we'll 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 drill, we'll try and understand between now and Christmas what we've got, we'll end the year with seven, eight million bucks in the bank, and then We'll down tools, get the, get the feasibility, you know, um, back, and then we'll decide how we move this forward. The pace at which we move this forward, because sometimes hunkering down is, is is a sensible strategy too.
1: No, exactly. I mean, we've 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 done our budgets out to, to the end of next year, sort of saying what ifs, um, so that we understand, um, you know, if we did have to hunker down, no, we we can last a long time. Um, you know, we're we're conscious of that. We're conscious of spend. Um, especially at the moment you know the market's flat raising money now we don't see the need to raise money unless we have something very positive over the next sort of six to eight months um, but yeah we, we could hunker down I think the, the thing is to strike a balance between ex- continuing to explore because I think we can add significant value from that but also being conscious of that in the background that you you, you know you're always spending money and um, and it's harder to replace that money in this current market. So I think as we go forward, it'll be a balancing act between the two, but it, it is something that we, we pay t- attention to continually.
0: Okay. And I think so, just very quickly on the drilling, are you just drilling in and around the current resource, or are you you're looking a little bit further afield with these proper satellite targets that you're trying to find? At
1: the moment, we're drilling, we're doing a little bit more work on this target about 8Ks away. Um, we're putting, uh, it'll just be you know, one or 2,000 meters
0: of RC. We okay, no nothing crazy. Okay, fine, understand. Um, well, look, um, it sounds like it's going well. Uh, we, you know, we, we, like, we like the story. And, you know, stay in touch. Let us know how you how you get on, and maybe come back before the end of the year and um, you know, give us an update. Okay.
1: No, that'd be good. I mean, there's obviously there's always things going on, so um, hopefully we can uh, continue generating some positive news and have something more uh, flashy to say next time. <laughs>
0: I I don't mind. I don't mind slow, steady, and and, and conservative. <laughs> it, it, it usually wins the race. Um, okay. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, CruxInvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn.